0: Hello, Love, lovelies. Welcome back to my wonderful clusterfuck life on this Monday. I hope you all are doing well. I hope you had a great weekend. Mine was severely uneventful, but that's that's no surprise. Um, but that was my full intention. I went into the weekend. I said, I'm not going to do anything. I don't want to do anything. Do not call me. Do not text me. I was not going to Robbie's this weekend, so. I really had no plans, and that was my full intention, I napped, I watched a lot of TV, and it was wonderful, <laughs> people, I think I've mentioned this before, but, you know, like patients or other people, they'll ask me, you know, what'd you do this week, and I'm like, I do not do shit, I didn't do nothing, and they're like, what, you didn't go out, I'm like, no, I, I talk to people, I do. All week, so the last possible thing I want to do on the weekend is go out, talk to people, do anything. Okay, my job is very mentally exhausting, so if I just want to hang out all weekend on my couch and watch SBU, that's what I'm gonna do, and that's exactly what I did, and I'm not sorry about it. So that was my weekend. Um, it's Monday. I'm very tired today, per usual. Um, I haven't been sleeping good. I think it's, I think a lot of it is, it's so fucking hot outside and humid that, like my room, I think I mentioned this on the last episode, my room is the coldest in the winter and is the hottest in the summer. So if it's really hot and humid outside, my room is going to feel it. If it's really, really cold outside, my room is going to feel it. And it was so humid this weekend that, I don't know, like, I just felt sticky, and my covers felt sticky. It was disgusting. So, therefore, I did not sleep good, so. And I have three fans blowing up my ass all night, and I was still hot, so. Eh, I just haven't been sleeping good, and especially on a Monday when I had to get up extra early, I'm very tired today. So I'm hoping this day goes by relatively quickly. Um, what else? That's, that's pretty much it. Um, I wanted to talk about a topic today. I do have a topic in mind today. I I always think back. Um, you know, I know y'all love the stories where I talk about past Tinder dates, past relationships. That's what typically gets the most listens. And this is kind of going to play in a little bit. Um, I was going to do a whole episode on him, but, um, honestly and truly he was a very good guy and this is a relationship. It wasn't just a fling. I was in a relationship with this guy. Very, very good very nice guy, like, had things worked out differently, I could have definitely, um, seen myself with him in the long run, but, um, just, and it's gonna make sense why it didn't work out here in a minute, but, um, I didn't want to do a whole episode on him because, um, again, he really and truly was a very good guy, and I know he's going to make someone very, very happy one day that person just was not me, but, um, anyway, I'm rambling here, but I wanted to talk about how to communicate with someone, a partner, who deals with any type of anxiety or depression, and I'm only going to be speaking about anxiety and depression because that is what I deal with, and I'm sure it's a lot different from, someone who has bipolar or any other kind of mental illness, but I am just going to be speaking from my perspective, so don't take it, you know, the wrong way. I'm just speaking from what I deal with and how I like to be talked to or how I talk to someone who deals with similar things as myself. So that is what we're going to get into today, how to properly communicate with someone who deals with these things, Um, what to do, what not to do, and a little bit into my past relationship. It's all going to play in and make sense once I get into it, so let's get into it. Those are my main two issues. More so anxiety than depression. Um, The depression, thank goodness, only happens once in a blue moon. Thank God, because I'd honestly take anxiety over depression any day. I am medicated for both, but, you know, I always tell people when they ask me about my medicine, it probably has fixed my anxiety and depression by like 85%. There's still that little bit that obviously it's not going to totally fix. I mean, I still worry a lot. I still have bouts of depression and the medicine doesn't fix that 100%, but it certainly helps at least by like 85% for sure. So when for example, when someone is trying to help me, like if I'm having an episode, let's talk about anxiety first. I I just kind of, I don't want someone, and this is, you probably hear this all the time, I don't want someone to tell me, oh, just get over it, oh, you'll be fine, oh, just don't worry about it, you just worry too much. That is the worst possible thing you could tell someone with anxiety is oh just, just get over it oh it'll, it'll pass it'll pass you know just try to like brush it off don't ever fucking do that because I will kill you first of all I mean obviously we know that it's gonna get better and we and my god if we could just get over it don't you think we would we would but it's not that easy for me I don't like to be hovered Do not hover me. Do not, you know, purposely try to make me laugh because I'm not stupid. I know when you're going out of your way to make, try to, like, make light of a situation, okay? Just, and it's annoying. It's just going to piss me off more and give me more anxiety. And, I mean, more importantly, just listen to your partner. I mean, ask them if there's anything you can do. If they say no, leave it at that. If there's nothing that you can do, leave it at that. Sometimes they'll say, you know, things that they need. And if you can provide, absolutely. I mean, do it. But like for me, if I say there's really nothing you can do, more than likely there's really nothing you can do. Specifically with depression. Depression's a little more different than anxiety. With depression... Honestly, time is going to heal that. Um, For me, anyway, there's absolutely nothing anyone can do. The feeling of depression, it's hard to say. It just feels like you're stuck. It feels like you are not going to ever get out of that feeling, that helpless feeling that you're in. And truly, I mean there's nothing anyone could possibly do. Someone could hand you a thousand dollars and that probably would not help. (laughs) I mean, it would probably be temporary, like happiness, but the depression's still going to be there. And yeah, time, time is the only thing that can fix that a lot. Like for me, I'll go into eating. Eating makes me feel better in any situation. Um, sleeping does wonder. Sometimes I just need to go to sleep because at least if I'm sleeping I don't have to think about it, you know? So, I mean, you you really just gotta do whatever you gotta do to get out of that funk. It's not gonna be there forever. At least for me. Sadly, it's not the case for a lot of people but again, I'm just talking from my my, my experience with this. Um, <clears throat> time's just gonna... Healed. It may take a day. It may take two days. Usually about two days max is it for me. Thank goodness. And then I'm okay. It goes away. But for a partner, like I said, for me, don't hover. Don't be over the top. Don't like try to be all this excited person. Don't do that. Just be supportive without hovering. Let your partner know that you're there that you're here for them, that if you know if they need anything, you're there, but just don't hover. My God, don't hover. And I'm gonna get into that relationship. He was a hoverer. Hoverer? Is that a word? Hoverer. And it drove me absolutely bonkers. But, um, is that all I wanted to say about that? And just for me, anyway, being talked to like a normal person is the best thing you can do. Like, don't talk to me like I'm some science experiment. Don't try to fix me. Just talk to me normally. If I tell you, you know, I need, you know, I'm just gonna like go away for a minute and just be by myself. You know, I'll, I'll text you or talk to you whenever I'm ready sometimes that's the case that's usually not always the case for me usually I just want to be talked to like a normal person just talk to me regular like nothing's wrong because then I don't feel so like a burden because when you do deal with anxiety and depression at least for me you feel like a burden you feel like you know you're just causing problems for the person you're with and it's it's the worst and um I don't want to feel that way, so just, just talk to me normally. Don't try to fix me. Don't ever belittle me. You know, just be supportive. Be nice. That's really the best advice I can give. Okay, so I wanted to talk a little bit about that past relationship I was in. Can you be too much? Can you be too supportive? Can you be too helpful in a relationship. Yeah. Hell yeah. Um, like I said, this guy I dated, we only dated for about a year. I believe he was, he was, he was the last relationship I was in before Robbie. Um, again, very, very nice guy. He is going to make someone so very happy one day. I know he will. He's a great guy. But, he was too much. For example, when I would be driving home from work, he would want to call me and talk to me the entire hour and 30 minutes home. Which, first of all, I do not like talking on the phone. You know, I, I talk to people all day long at work. Usually, not usually, every now and then I'll leave work very stressed out, very just mentally drained. Like I'll barely listen to anything on the radio because I just want to kind of sit in silence on my drive home and just decompress. That's kind of a positive thing about my long commute is I can drive home and just mellow out and just relax before I get home. But this guy, he wanted to talk to me every single day when I drove home. And if I told him, you know, no, I really don't wanna talk, he'd say things like, oh, just for a little bit, just for a little bit. So me being the nice person and people pleaser, I'd be like, okay, fine. And a little bit would turn into a long conversation. And it, and it made me resent him, it made me push him away You know, sometimes I'd be in a pissed off mood on the way home and he would, I don't want to talk to you, first of all, so I'm going to be in a bad mood. So I would just sit there in silence because I didn't know what to say. I was in a shitty mood. I had an attitude, yes, but I didn't want to talk to you and he knew I didn't want to talk, but he thought that, you know, since he already had me on the phone, he could cheer me up. So, he would, like, make jokes or be silly and, like, just really trying to make me laugh. And it would not work. Because I knew what he was doing. I knew he was trying to go over the top out of the way to make me smile or make me feel better. Which, yeah, that's sweet. That's great. Thank you. But... That's not what I needed in that moment. You know, I'm stressed out. I have anxiety about the day. Or if I was depressed that day, you know, not, and you know, a normal person would think, oh, let me call them. Let me comfort them. Let me do whatever I can possibly do to make them happy. And sometimes that's not always the case. And that's very, that's not their fault. It really isn't. That's just what a normal person would naturally think to do. But if you're not used to dating someone with anxiety or any kind of mental disease, it's hard to know what exactly to do, which I get. I always, anytime I've dated someone in the past, I've always told them straight up like, look, this is what I'm dealing with. I'm just, it's not always gonna be rainbows and butterflies can you handle that? You know, I always warn them up front because it's not easy dating someone with, who deals with these type of things. It's really not. Unless you understand it or, you know, deal with it yourself, it's really not easy to date someone with that. Which, again, it's not their fault. And it wasn't this guy's fault. I mean, he was doing everything he possibly could to, uh, to just make me smile and again that's not what I needed in that moment and with all that being said it just made me push him away it made me not want to be around him I did not want to talk to him and that's what happens when someone is that just hovering and overbearing that's what I tend to do I push them far away I resent them I want nothing to do with them and I end up ending the relationship, and that is exactly what I did. Honestly, I don't even think we, like, officially ended it. We never said, like, you know what, we're breaking up. We just, or I, (laughs) I kind of just stopped talking to him, and that was that. We ended it. Um, Again, great guy. I don't want to put all his business out there, but on top of all that, He was older. He's probably 35, 36 years old. He's probably 36 by now. But, um, just didn't really have his life together either, which is a huge turnoff for me. Like, he wasn't, like, you know, a hobo or anything like that. He, um, he didn't have a job. He was still living with mommy, which is fine, you know. But, you don't really have a job. But his mom had some kind of surgery, some kind of, some kind of transplant, I think. So he was quote unquote her caretaker under the table. Like he, I know you can sign up to be someone's caretaker, but he, it wasn't like official. His mom was basically just, you know, paying him to take care of her. And his mom had some other, you know, mental, I don't know what the word is where you're scared to leave your house his mom dealt with that and I know he like he bought her groceries and he and he did all that which is great you know but even after the fact that his mother was better and didn't need you know to, quote, taken care of I mean she wasn't like a mobile or anything you know she was able to do things for herself she just never left her house he would take her to the doctors and everything like that but um she was better. He didn't, or she didn't need his services anymore, and he still did not have a uh, like a quote unquote normal job. And uh, his mom also, I think, wasn't like okay with him being in a relationship with him not having a job. I forget. I don't know. I mean, he didn't tell his mother about me basically. And because he didn't tell his mother about me, I didn't tell my mom about him. So we were basically in a relationship like on the down low. Like nobody knew. Like we never went out on a date ever in that entire year that we were together. We he would basically come over to my house and we'd hang out or this is another thing that bothered me too. I always um stopped for gas at this particular gas station on my way home. And he would meet me there almost every day to talk or whatever. Or he would fill up my gas tank for me, you know, just so overbearing and it would get to the point where I would pass up that gas station and go to one like 10, 15 miles down the road because I didn't want to talk to him. You know, I don't, I can fill up my own gas tank. I can get my own gas. I don't need you there every single second, which again, if you look at it on paper, very sweet, right? Like that's so sweet of someone to do Someone wants to see you every day. Someone wants to pump your gas for you. That That's so sweet. It really is. But that's not what I needed in that moment. You know? Like, I will, I'm just trying to get home. I mean, if you want to text me, fine. That's perfect. I will text you all day long. But I don't need you blowing up my phone. I don't need you there around every corner I turn I don't need that you're just gonna end up pushing me away and that's exactly what he did he um he was just way too much way too much for me so again very sweet guy I don't know if he listens to this or not I hope he doesn't because it's gonna be really embarrassing but very sweet guy and I know he's gonna find someone uh to be with that's gonna appreciate all these little things. It just wasn't for me. So, that's a little bit about how you know, you definitely can be way too much for someone with anxiety and make their anxiety worse. And that's exactly what he did. Like when he would call me after work, I would just be pissed off. I'm like, I don't want to be on the phone right now, but I don't have the balls to tell you I don't want to be on the phone right now because I'm too nice of a person to tell you that because I'm such a goddamn people pleaser. So instead I'm just going to be in a shitty mood and we're going to sit here in silence on the phone. So yeah, you can definitely be too supportive and that's just a perfect example of how that can be. Now I want to talk a little bit about about Robbie and I our communication because him and I have the most healthy communication I've ever had in a relationship. It's fucking amazing. We have never been in a fight. A fight, okay? Now, I know I make it out to be this perfect 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 relationship all the time, but it's not always perfect. But We've never had a fight. What we have is... I call them uncomfortable conversations. You know, if something is bothering him or me, we talk through it very calmly. It's hella uncomfortable. It's awkward. There's tears shed. But there's never any foul words said. There's never a moment where we're not speaking it's just healthy uncomfortable communication and it's beautiful. It's I will take an uncomfortable conversation over a knockdown drag out fight any day of the week. And another reason I wanted to talk about this is you know usually I'm the one dealing with the anxiety and depression but here recently it was the other way around. Robbie was dealing with a little bit of depression and anxiety and just having a really bad day. He was in a funk and he really couldn't explain why he was upset. He just was. And I knew exactly what he was going through and I knew exactly how to talk to him. You know, I knew I wasn't going to be able to fix him. I knew I wasn't going to try to fix him, but I let him know that I sympathized with his feelings. I knew exactly what he was dealing with and I let him know that it's going to be okay. It may not be okay right now or tomorrow, but it's going to be okay. And that I was here for him if he needed anything, if he needed me to, you know, drop everything and, you know, go to his house. I would have in that moment. But I left I let him decide that. I didn't say, "Oh, I'm coming over right now and we're going to cuddle." <laughs> I didn't do that. I let him be in control. I let him decide what he needed in that moment. But on my end, I just let him know that I was there for him and that, you know, if he needed anything to, to let me know. And, um, it felt good. It felt good to be that supportive partner because he's so supportive of me. He does, he does the same for me. I mean, he knows how to talk to me. He doesn't, like over bear when I'm upset, which I love. You know, he is the sweetest teddy bear, but he's also very realistic. Like he's gonna let you know it's gonna be okay. You know, he's not like oh my god oh I hope you're gonna get through this oh. you know none of that he's just he's very stern but supportive. He's like, you know, it's going to be okay. This is all going to be okay. You know, try not to worry about it. We're going to get through this, but he's, but he doesn't do it in a way where he's like, Oh, just get over it. Oh, just, you're going to get over it. You know, he's, he's supportive without being overbearing and without being too harsh. You know, it's that perfect medium. And I love him forever for that. I mean, it's, like I said before, it's hard to find someone who can date someone with anxiety and depression and any kind of mental illness. It's very hard, but he just knows how to talk to me in such a way that's absolutely perfect, and I love him forever for that It's because it's, it's so fucking hard. I mean, having good communication in a relationship in general is fucking hard. It takes... Practice, it takes experience, which I think him and I have had a lot of. We've been in a lot of relationships where the communication fucking sucked and no one knew how to talk to each other. That I think we've learned from that and we've perfected it in a way where we can provide that to each other. And it's. Ugh. It's amazing. It really is. I've never had such good communication with a partner in my entire life and it's great. Like I said, it's very uncomfortable. It's very awkward. <laughs> and I don't like it. I hate conflict in any any kind of way, good or bad. I don't like it. I don't like confronting anything. I'd rather it just go away. But sadly, if you just let it bottle up and not talk about it, you're going to end up taking it out on them later on. Oh, fuck. I cannot. Why am I yawning right now? I'm sorry. (laughs) But, yeah. um, That's pretty much it, though. Um, Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm so tired right now and I don't know why. It just hit me. (laughs) But, if y'all have any questions about how to communicate with a partner, obviously hit me up. You know, if there's a certain situation that maybe I didn't talk about, let me know. I would love to, you know, dig deep and talk to, talk to you about it and see if we can figure this out because communication is so important. I mean, all aspects of a relationship are important, but if you don't have good communication, You're kind of fucked. You could have all the best other things, best sex, best, you know, physical stuff, good mental connection, but if you don't have that good communication when times get hard, you're you're just not going to be successful in that relationship, so. Know how to talk to your partner, you know, ask them what they need, ask them what's best for them and go with that. You know, don't be afraid to ask what they need because they're going to tell you. And if for some reason they just don't know what they need, just be supportive. Just let them know you are there. You, It's honestly a trial and error. You just have to see what works best for them and just be supportive of that and their decision. So let me know if y'all have any questions though. This is. This is a good topic. This is one I've kind of wanted to talk about for a while. And um, I'm glad I got to talk about it today. So, let me know if y'all have any other topics you'd like me to discuss. I'm always open to new suggestions. If you have any questions, let me know. Hit me up on all my socials. I always post those down below in the episode description. And I hope you all have a kick-ass week. Make it the best. And I will see y'all next time. Bye, guys.